Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper, and today we have a cornucopia of news, talk, and information for you. We appreciate you being here today. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield High grad takes the national stage. Mansfield police warn of ongoing scam. Want an HEB in Mansfield? It's time to show your support. COVID-19 is still with us in Mansfield. District Spelling Bee champ correctly spells 10-letter word. MISD Young Business Pros headed to state contest. MISD DECA students also qualify for state competition. New barbecue joints set to open downtown. Coming up in the features section. Why is the International Space Station being dumped in the ocean? In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that says Valentine's Day is right around the corner and I want to make something special. We have the seven-day weather forecast, which is looking much better than last week. And in the talk segment, Steve completes his two-part interview with Mansfield City Councilman Mike Lehman. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman's CPA firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, we provide every level of business tax and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. While most of the nation's eyes will be focused on the Super Bowl or even the commercials this weekend, many Mansfield residents will be keyed in on the national anthem as country superstar Mickey Guyton will take the microphone. Mickey, who was born Candace Guyton, graduated from Mansfield High School in 2000, and her parents still live here. 
Mickey was exposed to various types of music, began singing as a child, and developed an interest in music around the age of five. She was inspired to pursue a singing career after she saw Leanne Rimes sing the Star-Spangled Banner at the start of a Texas Rangers game. Guyton is a four-time Grammy nominee, including three nominations for the upcoming 2022 Grammys to be held in Las Vegas in April. The Mansfield Police Department is warning residents about a scam that multiple people have reported in recent days. The residents told MPD that they were called by someone purporting to be a Mansfield police officer. The caller told the residents they needed to pay a fine for a missed jury duty notice, unpaid citation, or for some other reason. The caller instructed the residents that they would call the residents back from another number to receive payment through an application such as Venmo. Mansfield Police is urging residents not to give this caller any money or personal information. MPD will never ask residents for money over the phone or use applications such as Venmo to accept money. The Mansfield Municipal Court only accepts payment through its secure website. MPD detectives are actively investigating this scam. If you experience this scam, you are encouraged to report it to Mansfield Police by calling 817-473-0211. It's been a frequently asked question here in Mansfield, when are we getting an HEB? Mayor Michael Evans has called a special meeting with the grocery store developers and sent the invitation out via video on social media to all Mansfield residents to attend. This Thursday, February the 10th at 2 p.m., in the council chamber, in a public meeting, we're going to be talking to the representatives with the HEB development. Oh, yeah, we've listened to you and we are responding in order to make that happen. You can come in person now. The HEB development is going to be on the agenda for this Thursday. You say you normally meet on Monday. I know. Hey, this is a special meeting. You demanded it. And here we are. We're going to get them just like you ask us to do. Fill the room and let's make sure that HEB knows that we are serious about them coming to our town. If you cannot attend Thursday's meeting, Evans suggests that you send an email in support of HEB as soon as possible to the city secretary at Susanna.Marin at MansfieldTexas.gov. That's Susanna, S-U-S-A-N-A dot Marin, M-A-R-I-N at mansfieldtexas.gov. The COVID-19 epidemic is still hanging around here in Mansfield with the numbers. Here's science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. We appear to be coming off the peak of the current wave of the epidemic spread in Mansfield. Mansfield saw 648 new cases last week, a decline from recent weeks. The last four weeks saw the four highest number of weekly new cases Mansfield has seen since the start. Two months ago, we were seeing fewer than 100 new cases a week. Three citizens of Mansfield passed away from the virus last week. Countywide, last Friday, 975 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, a decline from recent weeks. 84 citizens died from the virus here last week, a number not seen since last November. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, wear masks, keep doing the distance and hand washing things. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent severe illness if we do catch the virus. Lots of people are catching the virus here these days. 
From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It took just over two hours to whittle the dozens of district spelling bee contestants down to just one, and it was Lauren Betts who emerged as this year's champion. And the winning word? Cornucopia. C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A. Cornucopia. She sounded pretty confident there at the end. Betts moves on to the next level of spelling bee in hopes of making it to the Scripps National Spelling Bee held in Washington, D.C. on June 2nd. Nine Mansfield ISD high school students will be advancing to a state business competition after bringing home gold and silver medals at the regional level. The Ben Barber Innovation Academy students are part of Business Professionals of America, or BPA, which prepares students to be global professionals through the advancement of leadership, citizenship, academic, and technological skills. Each year, BPA members from several school districts come together to compete in regional competitions that are focused on career and technology education. The top winners will then move on to the state contest. The BPA state competition will be held March 2nd through 5th in Fort Worth, and those winners will advance to nationals to compete with thousands of other business professionals from across the country. After top finishes at the district level, 16 students in Mansfield ISD's DECA Club will be advancing to the state competition in February. DECA prepares emerging leaders and entrepreneurs in marketing, finance, hospitality, and management. At competition, students complete written and interactive components which are judged by industry professionals. The Ben Barber students, which represents all MISD high schools, beat hundreds of other competitors from across the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex to qualify for the state round, which will be held February 24th through 26th in Houston. Texas DECA is the largest DECA association in the world, consisting of more than 16,000 members across the state. Patrons of the lot downtown can now look forward to more delicious dinner delights as Del Toro Barbecue has announced that they will officially open their doors to the public on Tuesday, February 15th. Del Toro is part of the Backyard Trio of restaurants, along with Twisted Root Burger and the yet-to-open Taqueria La Ventana. Del Toro's offering is known as Craft Q and Brew. The backyard is located on Main Street, directly across the street from the lot downtown. Just a quick reminder, if you know of any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email, news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and your phone number in case we need more information. Monday, February 14th is not only Valentine's Day, but it's also National Football Hangover Day, which takes place annually the day after the Super Bowl. So on Monday, whether you stayed up late to celebrate your team's big win or mourning your team's loss, you may experience a football hangover. A food coma, perhaps a stomach ache, perhaps you drank a little too much of the barley or the hops, and your head is pounding. Whatever the excuse, you are clearly able to celebrate National Football Hangover Day, just like the big game champions. Unfortunately, you probably won't get a ring or an award for your efforts. However, you might get recognition from your employer if you show up late for work. The fact that National Football Hangover Day falls on Valentine's Day, well, ladies... You might have to go it alone this year. (laughs) In any event, may the best team win on Sunday. Kickoff is 530 Central Time. Let's kick off our weather forecast 
with Colleen. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're looking at much nicer weather than we had last week. The next seven days should be dry and relatively warm. There will be a bit of a cold front coming through Tuesday night into Wednesday, and we're looking at a high of 66 degrees on Wednesday, 68 degrees Thursday, and 72 degrees on Friday. There's another cold front coming through late Friday into Saturday, bringing us cooler temperatures on Saturday. We're projected to have a high of 59 degrees on Saturday, 62 degrees on Sunday, and then temps are projected to rise into the mid to upper 60s for Monday and Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science, and Brian Certain prepares a libation fit for a valentine in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question, and Steve concludes his one-on-one with Councilman Mike Lehman. Stay with us. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hello, I'm City Manager Joe Smolinski, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb takes a look at the International Space Station. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. A listener asked, what is that thing in the news about the International Space Station being dumped in the ocean? The short answer is that in 2031, when this is planned... 
The space station will be near the end of its life as a safe place for people to be in. Dumping it in the ocean is the safest way to get rid of it. The International Space Station was designed to last 15 years, and it hit this birthday nine years ago. While this does not appear to be very long compared to, say, houses or parking garages, it is best to think of the International Space Station as an airplane. The structure in an airplane is designed tough enough to hold together for what is called its design life. You cannot reliably build an airplane structure to last forever, as every time it takes off and lands and every hour its engines are running, structural loads fluctuate over time and weaken the metal by a process called fatigue. If you keep flying the fatigued airplane, fatigue can lead to fracture, which can lead to an airplane crash, a thing we don't want to happen. The original design of the airplane considers the desired life and design of the structure, and the individual parts of the structure are tested to prove they can meet this goal before the first of this kind of airplane flies. Early test versions have special sensors to measure structural loads to validate these predictions. You might say, wait a minute, there are hundreds of B-52 bombers still flying after 70 years. Why can't you do some of that, that kind of engineering magic on the space station? It's an interesting question and answer. Every few years, each B-52 airplane spends weeks in a hangar getting repairs and upgrades and also inspections, including structural inspections. As these things have flown a lot over their decades, fatigue and fractures in parts are detected, analyzed in comparison to what is seen in the other airplanes, and parts are redesigned and replaced. Technology offers new kinds of inspection each decade to catch fatigue early. It is very expensive, but as these airplanes are a key element of our nation's nuclear deterrent, we do it. So back to the space station. We only have one of them, and you can't park it in a hangar for months to do a structural inspection. It weighs nearly a million pounds and is bigger than a football field. Compared to the B-52s, the space station was designed in an era of computerized loads analyses, perhaps one of the most complex such models ever built. So you got tools to estimate the life of the original structure, as well as estimate the cumulative effect of the varying loads on structural integrity. You might wonder how a spaceship floating quietly through space could have repetitive loads, like a commercial airliner that takes off and lands five times a day. The repetitive loads are different, but there are some. Every minute of every day, the station's control moment gyros tweak the attitude of the whole station to keep it pointed in a way to collect electrical power and preserve the preferred thermal environment. These are very small movements, but they rotate the whole structure. Every time a rocket is fired to raise the orbit, waves of vibration, repetitive loads, run through much of the structure. While the crew exercise equipment is designed to isolate the station structure from the vibration of, say, the treadmill, some of this vibration gets through. There is actually a tiny amount of atmospheric drag up there, and the cross-section of the whole space station running into this drag varies over each 90-minute orbit. Every 90 minutes, the whole thing is plunged into total cold darkness and then back into hot sunlight twice during each orbit. This hot-cold temperature change imparts thermal gradients on the structure, producing additional time-varying loads. This all sounds terrible, but the space station was designed to achieve its design lifetime, knowing all of these things. The structure is held together for 23 years, now eight years longer than it was designed for. Yay, International Space Station! Next week, we will talk about how NASA decided it was safe to extend beyond the original 15 years, and more recently, all the way out to 32 years. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. 
From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Kentucky Kiss. Sweet strawberries and bourbon come together to create the lovely Kentucky Kiss Cocktail. This recipe is very easy and makes a wonderful addition to Valentine's Day, but it's also a nice option for summer when strawberries are at their very best, especially if they come out of your own garden. The recipe comes from Maker's Mark, one of my favorite weeded bourbon, and is designed to feature that classic bourbon. It's a good choice because the whiskey's use of red winter wheat usually makes it a little softer, a little richer, a little sweeter than most of the traditional rye bourbons. And with that foundation, you'll add fresh strawberries, some tart lemon, and the richness of maple syrup. Finish it with just a touch of soda, and you'll have an intriguing strawberry cocktail to tantalize the taste buds. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions, and they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. This week's Cocktail of the Week, the Kentucky Kiss Cocktail. Ingredients. You'll need two large, fresh strawberries sliced, a half ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of maple syrup, two ounces of bourbon whiskey, again, we like Maker's Mark for this one, and a splash of club soda, and then one additional strawberry for garnish. In a mixing glass, add the strawberries, lemon juice, and maple syrup, muddle well, or until the berries are mashed. Add the bourbon and stir well. Pour into a new old-fashioned glass with ice and garnish with the strawberry and serve and enjoy. The primary reason for stirring this drink is to not to break the strawberry any more than what was done in the muddling process. Tips. Sliced strawberries make them easier to muddle. The easiest way to prepare them is to rinse them, remove the green part, and then cut the strawberry into three pieces lengthwise. You can also use frozen strawberries, but make sure to thaw them first. Fresh lemon juice is definitely recommended. At the grocery store in Fort Worth, Whole Foods, or the Central Market, they usually will sell the fresh squeezed lemon and lime juice. I highly recommend investing in that. Or if you want to do it at home to get the half ounce needed, you need to simply squeeze about half a lemon into the glass. And here's the real key. Use real maple syrup other th- rather than pancake syrup for the best drink. In a pinch, you can even make a mock maple syrup with white and brown sugar, water, butter, and maple or vanilla extract. For a variation, you can also make this drink in a cocktail shaker, shake it with ice, and then strain into a chilled cocktail glass. But the reason I stirred it was specific because you don't want to break down too much of the strawberry. You can skip the muddle if you prefer and use one ounce of a strawberry puree if you'd rather instead of the fresh strawberries. This version is best when shaken and strained, and it can be served on the rocks or straight up. This episode marks my one-year anniversary here on the About Mansfield podcast, and I want to take just a minute and thank our host, Steve Casillo, for making this as fun a project as it has become for me over the last year. But I also want to thank you, the listener. Without you, there's no point in doing this segment. I love getting your comments and ideas through my email and when I have the opportunity to meet you in public. Thank you each 
from the bottom of my heart. As always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain says, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the last year for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Scott Bowman, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What is the theme of this year's pickle parade? Scott knew that it's lucky to be in Mansfield. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield. Mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, I'm Caden Shea. And I'm Parker James from the band Olivox. And you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Jerry Knight STEM Academy was created in Mansfield to teach learners with an advanced academics focus. This week's question is, what does STEM stand for? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what does the acronym STEM stand for? Good luck. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, we're going to wrap up our interview with City Councilman Mike Lehman, including the ever-popular lightning round. Enjoy. Let's go back to a police officer. What was the most difficult part of your job? Well, for five years, I worked. we didn't have robbery homicide in those days. We had crimes against persons. And I did that for five years. Uh, there was only two of us back in those days. I had a sergeant and me. Yeah. And what that means, to kind of help you understand, we any crime against a person, we got. So I'm talking everything from murder for hire all the way down from theft from a person or assault, a simple assault. And the Arlington, you, you mentioned, was about 65,000 people at that time, not... An enormous city, at least the the of the of its of its current Correct. size, um, and you mentioned it was just you and a sarge. Yeah. But so you're getting yourself into some pretty hairy situations. We did. Uh, we were. What I was most proud of, 
And I wish I would have kind of kept better records, but during that whole period, we worked everything from drug deals going bad, uh, you know, who done it, murders. Mm-hmm. You know, one time we had one with five bodies in a house, and we got it solved. Um, the most heinous one I worked, and, and to this day it's unsolved, was Cheryl Calloway. She was a young lady stabbed to death on Forum 303 Mall uh, over 50 times with an ice pick. Wow. Uh, and that one to this day, that that's the one that sticks with you because we didn't solve it. Right. Um, but we had a lot of successes. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Of course, Arlington was uh, different then. We used to kid and call it Camelot because it was a, everybody thought Arlington was this just wonderful place to be. And But we had our share of bad things, too, like everybody else. But uh, we worked at all. A couple of months ago, we had Chief Aaron in here yes. to mm-hmm. talk, and one of the questions I had was the the hierarchy of of the police department, yes. and they, you know, start starting from officer to uh, above detective becomes sergeant, lieutenant, and correct chief. That's correct. Well, captain or, or cap lieutenant. Uh, There's I, some I, other I, ranks in there, but no, you, you got the picture. <laughs> you, you got it. And you were, you went up through the ranks. You eventually then came to Mansfield. And now, I understand. I never promoted above the rank of detective. Okay. In, in those days, um, I really enjoyed what I was doing and didn't really care to have rank. But then one day I decided, you know, I think I've got a lot to offer. Um, and, and the good thing about that, we were small enough that. Our chief knew everybody, yeah. and he was very encouraging. He said, I think you'd do good. Matter of fact, he he told me, he said, Mansfield is Arlington 50 years ago. Uh, he didn't miss it. He was very close. Uh, he said, I think it'd be a great opportunity. So he was very encouraging. And uh, back then, what really helped, we had a few occasions, not many, but we had a few occasions uh, we had an excellent working relationship with Arlington. We had a few times we really needed help on some issues. And Chief Perry, Herman Perry at the time, he helped us. The, the biggest tribute I can give Arlington, uh, I'm the only chief that had an officer killed in the line of duty, mm. uh, Danny Cordes. And the one thing that Chief Perry did for us, he called me. They had a legal advisor, uh, and they had lost an officer too. And he said, hey, gonna, his name was Bob Diaz. He has passed away now. But he said, Bob has explored everything where you can get money for the dependents, federal grants, you know, state money. I'm sending him to you. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, he that guy did an outstanding job. And there were resources we didn't even know existed. Um, and Bob helped us get a sizable amount of money for his widow and family. Um at the time, and I don't remember exactly. It was somewhere in the neighborhood three to five hundred thousand all toll. It's a good chunk of change. It, it was back in those days. Sure. Well, it is now, but it was even better back then. Right. Um, one of the things that happened, and they really didn't have to do this. Uh, the way he was killed, uh, Danny was on his way to do to a backup for another officer, was a female who was on the street, and she was calling for help. Well, Danny was on a motorcycle, and he was really, uh, matter of fact, there's a little marker on Broad Street, uh, just about where uh, the park there, Magnolia and Broad, 
It'll come to me here. Yeah, Serenity Jul- Park. Yeah, Julian Field Park and, <coughs> yes. and Serenity Park in the back. Uh-huh. And and he was killed almost right there. Right in the median, there's a little memorial to Danny, but it's, that's where it happened. But there was a group had stolen a U-Haul trailer off Gibson's store parking lot, which is where City Hall is now. Yeah. Well, they were eastbound, and Danny was westbound, and that trailer came unhitched. Came right over in his lane, and he hit it. We estimated he was going nearly 60 because he was on his way to back up. And, I mean, he was really pretty much deceased at the scene. Yeah. With Chief Perry and Arlington PD's help, we were able to help set a much better future for Danny's family. Wow. Oh, what I started, the part of that story was that one of the people that came up with money, not even asked or nothing, uh, was Hugh Hall Trailer. They gave her somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty thousand dollars, and they had no no involvement or anything. It was just somebody had stolen one of their trailers uh, and dumped it, and uh, then the end result was Danny got killed, which I thought that was very gracious on their part. Goodwill it goes was, a long way. It really was. It was. It was very nice. Question about. MISD police. Sure. And I did not ask Chief Aaron this, uh, and, and it, it was actually one of those in the back of my mind. Why why does Mansfield have a police department and a school district police department? I'm glad you asked that. It's it's an excellent question. Most people. That's do. why I'm the host. <laughs> I ask all the good questions. Uh, a lot of people don't understand this. Matter of fact, I believe Mansfield ISD was the first school to get a police department. Now, the, to answer your question, Mansfield School District is in five different police jurisdictions. Let's see. Mansfield, Arlington, Grand Prairie. Kennedy, uh, little piece of Kennedy. Little piece of Kennedy. And unincorporated? Unincorporated. Correct. There you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, and what that entails is, like most cities, if the whole school's in a city, you can do what's called an SRO, which is School Resource Officer Program, because everything's in that one jurisdiction. But when you're in five different, you're talking five different entities of policies, procedures. We do this, we don't do that. So it gets very, very convoluted uh, when you're in that many jurisdictions. Well, Mansfield at the time, and I'm now telling you what Mr. Newsom had conveyed to me, he said, Trying to get things accomplished was a nightmare because we'd work it out one place and then we wouldn't get it done over here. Right. And that was the whole purpose of the reason they got a police department was so they could bring all jurisdiction uh, under one police department. So when when Vernon Newsom came to you to be the the police chief for the Mansfield ISD, yes, sir. was there a an ISD police prior to that? Well, it's now. I would, if I gave you an exact date, I, I would be wrong. But so I guess the yes. question is, you helped found the ISD police. Well, I was the third person as chief. Okay. Um, the first one um, was a gentleman named Honeycutt. Uh, I don't know how long he lasted. But when that started, they had a, a postal uh, retired postal jeep that there was their patrol car. Um, <laughs> Then a few years later, Bill Horton came in as police chief, and uh, he had police background. But Mansfield was going such a 
horrendous growth. He was doing most of what he was doing was security work and doing alarm work and all that kind of stuff. So the the police operation was kind of taking a back burner. Um, and the, what, when Vernon came to me, he said, look, I've got some issues. Would you do a management study of our department and tell us what we need? I don't know if you know or familiar with Danny Deffenball, who's a retired special agent in charge of the FBI. Mm-mm. He is still in consulting, security consulting. Okay. So I contacted Danny, and he said, well, I'll take it if you will do it, because I don't have the staff. And so I operated under his, and he did help with interview of employees. We, I mean, we did a top-to-bottom top study. Well, the bottom line was the chief's position at that time had way too many responsibilities. I mean, when you look at building security and you're building five to six schools every year, uh, that's a full-time job in and of itself. Right. And we said it really needs to be broken into two functions. And so anyway, we came up with a like an eight or 12-step recommend, recommendation. Well, then that's when Vernon said, well, would you run the police department? At first I said, no, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will be interim chief till we find you a chief. And he said, that'd be great. So he was paying me a consulting through Danny um, mm-hmm. to run the PD. Well, we went through three processes to find a chief. Well, it became obvious. Vernon, I'd give him three candidates, and he didn't like any of them. <laughs> and because he knew he knew who he wanted. <laughs> I, I think that's true, but <laughs> that, that's a little ego inflating. But bottom line was, he he kept coming back to, well, what would it take to get you to do this? And uh, I said, Vernon, your salary structure is way different. So we ended up coming to terms, and, and uh, I brought him a package. That, to, to be honest, I didn't think he'd ever take. What I didn't know was very comparable to what a high school principal was making. So it was right, you know, right in their ballpark. Okay. So anyway, I took the job, and then rest is history. I did that from '05 to. Uh, 13 to 13. And the officers, they are badged, yes. licensed police everything. officers. They uh, are rest authority warrants. They can do everything. They are on the same level as a Mansfield police exactly. officer. Does let's talk about then the, the Mansfield ISD police. Can a can an ISD police officer write me a speeding ticket? He can. And off we- off campus. Well, yes, in a school zone. Oh, in a school zone, uh, right. Now, they generally do not. Um, our emphasis was never on traffic enforcement, uh, but we wanted everyone to have voluntary compliance. Well, if there was an incident in Mansfield that required not only backup and it and it exhausted all of the resources within the police department, would they draw from the... ISD police for, yes, back, and, for backup. Yes, and they have. Uh, okay. Like when we first went, the way the police at the time I was chief, we didn't have 24 7 police. Mm-hmm. Our philosophy was we wanted the police there when the students and staff were there. So we had a private security that did nighttime patrol. But when in the summer months, when the students were gone, we did go to a 24 7 police operation. 
Well, it was very common for Mansfield PD to call our guys on midnight shift to back them up on various functions. Okay. And, and our guys, vice versa. If they needed somebody, they would call Mansfield PD. So there's a, there's a Working defi- definitely a cooperation between yes. the two agencies. And I really want to – let me toot the horn here for just a minute. I think that foundation made a huge difference when we had the uh, school shooting at Timberview. Right. Uh, from a standpoint, you know, across the country, I always pay attention to the shooting, school shootings, um, virtually every one of them, if you're just a, a listener, was very, very critical of the first response that police did because they would, they would tend not to make entry. They would want to seal it off, wait for SWAT. Well, you can't do that. The, re- the reality is carnage is going on. You've got to do something. Right. And that's what we trained for. That's what we brought our people to. I never heard one negative comment about Mansfield ISD's response to that situation. And there was very little doubt. They were so, they did such a great job. Uh, I'm not even chief, but it made me proud. Uh, yeah. So Officers went in they did. as soon as Immediate they got Immediate response. And bad guy left. Of course, they didn't know he was gone. Right. But, uh, so I, I think they did. They had a great response. Can we talk about current day Mansfield? Sure. There is an issue coming up on the ballot, or at least it's uh, it's not yet on the ballot, but uh, I think it's near and dear to your heart as you have uh, served in the military. Yep. Your thoughts on the Veteran Memorial? You know, I got to tell you, I'm all for it. Yep. Um, I think there's two things that come to mind. You know, there's an old little saying about uh, all gave some, some gave all. Well, Mansfield is a, is a community. They embrace their history. Um, and to me, it's, it's kind of a black eye that we don't have a memorial for veterans yeah. today. There's much smaller communities that have them, and we don't. Paris, Texas has one. Well, I mean, they're everywhere. Somebody right. mentioned some <laughs> little, some really little bird. I think it was a mayor. Uh he had been to some small, small town. He said, man, it was fantastic. He was talking about what a great. Yeah. So uh, I think we need a place uh, for our veterans. Everybody knows uh, veterans have had a difficult time reacclimating uh, to civilian life. What I'd like to see is is the kind of a facility where we can do our parades and, and ceremonies uh, at least using that as a base, but also a big serenity piece where an officer, if he just wants to go and uh, remember people he served with, right. that you could serve that function. Well, I think what we have put together, it's not hammered out. It's not total. Still kind of on a journey, as you said, uh, but we're getting closer and closer. Um, so I would love to see us have a memorial yesterday. Thinking ahead, do you believe this will be on the on the ballot? I'm almost certain it is. Yeah. Um, we we had a meeting recently where we're trying to put exact dollars to the projects. Uh, we've gotten I don't know if you followed this at all, but we had a bond committee right uh, that they just were not convinced uh, that we could afford uh, a monument. They they believe we. We really needed one, but they did not agree with where it should go, and they did not agree with the price tag. Uh, I understand both pieces of that. 
But I think the one piece they didn't really know or understand, we'd done an exhaustive search for where should this go with another committee. Mm -hmm. Well, that committee came up with a location. It wasn't one of my top two or three, but a vast majority of that committee thought that's where it ought to be. So, I mean, to me, that decision was made by the first committee. Now we got to get behind, okay, what are we going to build? How are we going to do it? And the price tag you can argue, but as far as if you see the pieces of what we want to put there, I haven't seen a piece that I'd want to say, well, I want to cut that, and I want to cut this. Because I, being a veteran, I kind of take that, well, you're not worthy of that kind of a part. <laughs> so, And the end result is let's let the voters decide. That they're Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, we'll see what they say. If they want it, they'll do it. And if not, we won't get it. Knowing that you sitting on the council, you are your your voice carries one seventh of a vote. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's not talk specifically about Mike Lehman's uh, accomplishments, but and and let's we can also include your time on the first time on the council. Your entire time on the council. What do you feel? was the council's biggest accomplishment, again, while while you're serving? You know, that's an excellent question. And to be honest, I've never really reflected on it in that term as far as the biggest. I think we've had a lot of little things that have really helped us. Uh, I really championed bringing back some minor deal. But when you see kids... Uh, minor thing of bringing back the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really pushing. We bring that back. We hadn't had them for years. And, and now it's pretty much a stable. I love that that's, we're doing that. And it's not for me. All you got to do is go to one of those and look at the kids. I mean, you, they are just, they just break your heart uh, how happy they are seeing that. So you helped bring back the rock and forth. I did. And, and that all started with the break out of the opening of Big League Dreams. Yeah. Uh, when that started, we had a little small fireworks display in the very next council meeting. I just brought up, I said, wouldn't it be great if we could do our own fireworks here in Mansfield? People don't have traveled to Fort Worth and all these other places. They come right here. Because back in the day when I was chief, uh, the Luther, I think it was a Lutheran church on Debbie Lane. There's a church there on Debbie Lane. They used to do it. Well, then it became a fire hazard because of all the fields and, you know, the hay and all this. So <laughs> it got shut down. But back in those days, everybody went to see the fireworks. And uh, I was just so impressed with the big league dreams. Well, sure enough, that first year we did it. I mean, it took a life of its own. Chesapeake, I don't know if you remember that. Sure. They stepped forward and they said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll sponsor it for the next three years. Uh, I think it was to a tune of 30000 a year. So that assured at least a three-year, and it, we've been running it ever since. Well, since you are in a position to get things done, can I at least put in a request? Sure. Can we get a chicken and pickle here? Oh, my God. You, you brought up a hot button. Has somebody talked to you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You know, I can't tell you how hard I worked, <laughs> uh, and, and that was kind of comical. I just stumbled across them, yeah. <laughs> uh, and when I saw that, I came back to our council, and 
I said, guys, I'm telling. Matter of fact, I was talking to him about putting it on Smith Street. Yeah. I said, you know, at that time we didn't have a developer any player. I said, man, this thing would light up downtown. Uh, and, and you know, what? I brought pictures. I had everything. And, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was told the gentleman had came, came to Mansfield. Oh. oh. Uh, and he kind of looked around, but he just didn't find what he thought to be a fit. Now, I think we could have probably done a little better sales job than what we did. It was kind of like, well, this is what we got. Yeah. I don't see anything. And they left. Well, we didn't, you know, keep punching. Say, hey, wait a second. Yeah. Hey. yeah. You know, give us a shot here. Let us talk. But anyway, then it was so comical, uh, I guess, a year or so ago. And I know Ron Jensen well. Yeah. And one of the deals he was kind of touting to me is, hey, we're getting a chicken and pickle. I said, are you kidding me? He said, no. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and Because uh, I had seen it. It is a home run. And, and I would encourage anybody. Uh, you know, it is the fastest growing sport in the oh, United yeah. States. Yeah. Uh, and when you see one of the, the one I saw, they opened like 9 in the morning, and it was packed till the time they closed. Yep. Uh, and I was thinking, man, this would be just great. And over the, since all this started, I've had several seniors hit me up about, well, can't we convert some of these tennis courts to pickleball? And can we get pickleball? And, get, and that was kind of the the drive to try to get them here. But we missed it. So, well, okay. In all honesty, yes, someone did. <laughs> someone, they someone told me I need to ask that question. And then in doing research for this interview my yes, wife sir. and i actually went to chicken and pickle last saturday so what'd you think wow <laughs> i'm From, telling you you can't I, explain it they you have really about can't. 20 pickleball courts uh most indoors some outdoors yep. they yep. have a a large astroturf area with yes, corn cornhole and yep. and uh an indoor area where they've got the uh, the little shuffleboard uh, stand-up tables yes, that sir. you can play at, and real shuffleboard out there next yep. to that, and lots of chicken. Um, if is. you like chicken, yes, uh, fried, baked, uh, whatever wings and and yeah. bits and pieces and. Um, well, yeah, we. I'm embarrassed to be on your program plugging. A neighboring chicken and pickle. Yeah, but we're not going to say what city it's in. <laughs> no, everybody can figure it out. I, ju- I just, uh, but you know, it's one of those these opportunities that come up, and sometimes you get them, sometimes they go. So. What What would you like to see in Mansfield within the next five years? Let's talk about the future. Okay, that's that's a fair question. I'd really like to see us fully developed to its fullest potential. Shops abroad. Uh, that is one. That's one item. Uh, a lot of discussion about what's going to happen uh, with the Steelwell project on Broad Street, uh, on the Lockwood property. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a couple small pieces, but they're still uh, just a myriad. And I would encourage anybody to look at City Hall. We've got a plan there. It's not finalized, but uh, that is going to be nice. Uh, you know, as you know, in, in Mansfield, a lot of people get upset about apartments. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't. I, for one, have never believed that they're upset with apartments. They're upset with what they become. If you don't keep them up to date, keep them properly uh, in appearance, landscaping, and all that. Well, we are now taking steps. 
were doing PIDs and other things to require new construction, that they must maintain the same standard that they're doing when they're in, under construction. Uh, so I, I'm really, I've, I've been a champion of we need to make sure, and not just apartments, like our bordering streets on highways, half these fences are falling down. Right. We need to come up with a strategy to address those. The, the, the kicker is most of those are on private property, but they border us. So we need to come up with some strategies on how can we deal with that. Because uh, I, I just see you need that for the quality of life and the appearance of the community. I think it sends a very good signal. Uh, well, I can give you a, just a minor case in point. Sure. Get on Debbie Lane from Matlock and head east. You can tell when you stop Mansfield City Limits because you hit Arlington's county roads mm-hmm. <laughs> take all the way over to 360. Well, we still get a little heat over that, but I tell everybody, look and see where that green city limit sign is, because Mansfield's done their part. Now, I will say, Arlington is trying their best to speed it up. Right. Uh, there's some good things going, still not four-lane divided concrete, and that's not to be done until 23, I think. Well, traffic's bad now. It's not going to be any better than 23. You know, a lot of people think that Mansfield goes all the way up to 360. It does And not. Debbie Lane from 360, it's it goes almost a couple of miles mm-hmm. before it reaches the Mansfield city limits. You can you know exactly when you hit Mansfield because when you hit four lane divided, that's Mansfield. That's Mansfield. <laughs> Mike Lehman, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, that's, I'm kind of a tie between butter pecan and I like cherry vanilla. Cherry vanilla. Yeah, I like that. That's got to be the first. That's an that's an about Mansfield first. Cherry <laughs> vanilla. Any particular brand? No. Well, no. I love Bluebell. I'll be honest about that. Of course. But I also like Marble Slab going there. Yeah. And really, just about any ice cream place. I visit Dairy Queen. <laughs> I love their cones. There you go. Uh, so uh, I do love ice cream. It is that time of the the interview. Uh, it's called the lightning round. Everyone who sits in that chair goes through the lightning round. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. And uh, if you are willing, uh, I'm I'm ready to start. If you are, that'll be fine. I'm ready. To okay. Go. Night or day. Now, are we doing my preference? Is that what we're you, asking? Whatever comes to mind. I yes. prefer day. You prefer day. Yes. Okay. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Sugar or spice? Sugar. Actually, Splenda. <laughs> okay. French fries or tater tots? Tater tots. Skydive or bungee jump? Neither. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose one, I'd say skydive. Hardcover or paperback? Paperback. Ernie or Bert? Probably Ernie. Okay. I think, or if I remember right, Ernie was my children's favorite of the two. Cake or pie? Pie. And let's see if you're consistent. What's your favorite ice cream? Cherry vanilla and butter pecan. <laughs> and butter pecan. <laughs> well, I, sh- I sure appreciate your time. I hope the listeners got a chance to uh, to actually get in and, and, and find out actually who Mike Lehman is. And I would like to add one thing. Do if it. anybody, uh, at any time, if it's a city matter or whatever, I always believe, I try to help citizens 
any way I can, particularly with the system. Sometimes people don't understand city government, and I'm here and I want to go there. How can I do that? Now, I am very good at that because I've got over 40 years in government. I may not know, but I'll get you to the place to get you the right answer. So if anybody has anything I can help them with, feel free to call me on my cell. It's 214-808-6179. And as I said, if I don't know the answer, I'm pretty confident I can get you work. I can get you an answer. Nice. Mike Lehman, I've I, I've appreciated and I've enjoyed this uh I, as I, I this, one hour. Oh my god, I didn't know that. I sure didn't know that. That goes quick. Appreciate your time on About yes, Mansfield. Sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with Eric Tucker, president and CEO of the Arlington Mansfield Area YMCA. They are going to be expanding in Mansfield, and we'll have that information. Tune in next week. You'll hear it all. This is also the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield.